Alrighty, so uh, let's get right back into it. I'm going to uh, let's see it. Let's let's do the history rolls again God because it's, it's been two weeks. <laughs> it's been two weeks since we saw you guys on the Liberty, and we got to wrap this up in a, in a coherent way. Eighteen. So now that it's been two weeks, uh, why don't you guys go ahead and roll your history? We got an eighteen from Matt. Seventeen, boy. Seventeen from Ryan. God damn it! Hold on. Yeah, eat it, Pat. <laughs> got a ten. He got a ten. Oh. So, Pat. Uh, you guys departed Arianor and uh, and arrived on the Liberty. Give us a skinny. What's going on on this uh, on this happy little boat? Um, so the boat, while not necessarily happy or sad in <laughs> any way, shape, or form, has now been upgraded to have some extra armor placed around it. It's got it's got metal plates all over the place. It's got oars that can be used to propel the ship. We decided to take a little look-see at Dennis's magical wares and uh, a certain somebody, not going to be named, uh, Cough Bait Cough, did not take my <laughs> suggestion to get the magic peanuts. <laughs> Again, so, the recap is a place to air grievances. <laughs> uh, now he just has a dumbass rock, but my boy Call, he's got a nice little new coin that's going to come in handy most likely. Um, so anyway, we decided to get conscripted into Bottle Brew's crew, and now we're going to go do a little uh, testy test on this here armor and see if it'll get us through the tear. Yeah, so uh, so it's sort of been sussed out that there is more than one great tear isolating the Badlands, not just from the outside, but from within. And where we last left you, you guys were sailing toward the inner tear. Unsure of its location or existence, you have found it as the Liberty, in open waters, approaches the giant white beaming wall. And as you sail closer and closer, you're still a couple miles away at this point, but as you sail closer and closer, the magnitude of it becomes more and more obvious. The, 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 the density of the islands sort of falls away behind you as you start to hear a faint, low, like, roaring, rushing on the horizon. The sound of the tear is, is just pummeling across the sea as the waters get choppier and choppier. So the friendship is uh, guided by Florence sailing right alongside you guys, and you both drop anchor at the same time. Uh, the fellas in the crow's nest start barking for everyone to get down on the deck. Bells are ringing, and everybody scampers uh, together, and uh, Bottle Brew addresses the crew, which now includes Colt, Locke, Maeve, and Jerry. And, <laughs> and Jerry. Jerry that way, gosh. Jerry. Jerry. Hey, Jerry, baby. So Bottle Brew looks out at the crew and says, Well, it seems that fortunes have turned in our favor. We get to test the metal of our great vessel sooner than anyone ever dreamt, and she will perform admirably. And, you know, he's not a great speech maker, so some of the people in the crew are like, Yeah, bottle brew, fucking go, man. <laughs> um, and he's just like, he's feeding off the energy of the crowd, but he, it's like he's drawing on energy that's not there. It's like a little awkward. Like when someone's giving a concert to people that like didn't pay for tickets and are not enthused. So he just sort of keeps marching around hatless because Locke has his hat. And and he <laughs> says, Now some of you will need to stay behind with the friendship, but we need as many crew as we can here on this ship. And, uh, we won't be in there for long, but I, I am not exaggerating what I say. 
the viability of this mission and the survivability of this ship depends on the bravery of you that join us on our most noble quest. I'm from the back again. Fucking go, man. This guy's great. And Bottle Brew, uh, he, he looks out at the, uh, at the crew, surveying them with, like, squinty eyes, trying to, like, suss out people that might be scared. Matt, if you say anything about sus, I'm going to slap you. And we, uh, and, and he sort of says, So who is it that will be uh, staying behind and keeping the friendship safe from anything that might approach unwanted? So Florence is down on the ship and says, like, hey, thanks for saving my life this time, but, like, you're still a damn madman, so anyone that wants to kick back and crack open a few with me, you're more than welcome. What does she mean, uh, crack open? Bottle Brew does not uh, hear you say this. You're saying this to just, uh, call and lock. I don't know, man. Uh, uh, I don't, like, Locke is very clearly trying to think of something <laughs> that does not include actually telling her what crack open means. Uh... Okay, cool. I'll, I guess I'll get. I'll go talk to Jerry because he'll give uh, me more answers. Uh, Jerry, <laughs> Jerry, explain what is crack open. Yes, yes, and I nudge Jerry. And then, and then, and then Florence just yells uh, from over the edge of the ship. It means you want to get pissed. And then you just hear her glugging down a bunch of uh, a bunch of swill from whatever mug she's got. Um, Did she just say she's drinking piss? Ew. What? That's. What? Florence is not goaded into this at all and just, like, uh, does the Badlands equivalent of crap of crack and open another cold one. Um, another cold one of piss. Good on you! <laughs> <laughs> well, um, uh, I guess I'll do it. Like, if I do it, then I'll be, a, like, a brave pirate, right? Um, so a lot of... So a couple of other ship hands from the Liberty... Uh, request to stay behind and like Bottle Brew sort of snarls looking out at them. It's like alright, take your leave. We'll see how comfortable the ship is when you come back. And uh, a couple other folks start moving over to uh, to uh, board the friendship with uh, Florence. I almost said Fiona for some reason. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and so as everyone's sort of scuffling about, he says, those of you who are staying... Let's detach the sails, get below decks, man your stations. And he goes to adjust his hat and forgets he doesn't have his hat and is upset. <laughs> and so he, he goes around and he, and he starts barking orders and everyone's sort of running around. The, the four of you, Jerry, Colt, Locke, and Maeve, are all sort of standing next to each other as Maeve, you ask them, like, would I be brave for staying? And the four of you uh, are, are standing still in the chaos of the crew. Cult and Locke, what is your response? Uh, uh, Well, maybe I'll let Locke, he's the more fatherly. He he should definitely take this. You, my friend, just started saying something, so it's obviously got... A lot of value in this situation. I think <laughs> so that means that, that has thought. nothing. No, okay, no, okay. Here's here's what's happening. Cult starts to talk, but then he notices a little speck of dirt on Jerry's armor and goes to lick his thumb, and he starts cleaning off the smudge very aggressively, and that is occupying all his attention. As Maeve looks up at Locke with excited eyes. Maeve, you're the bravest pirate there is, no matter what. Ah, uh. <laughs> Pat didn't have anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. I guess I'm gonna I'm gonna go in. Colt and Locke. Colt, you've just finished cleaning the smudge off of Jerry's armor, uh, and you're left there looking at Locke as Maeve happily skips off under the deck of the ship. Uh, what do you guys say or do next? 
Well, Locke, it seems that we are in it now. Locke, you still have a sort of bad feeling that's only gotten worse as you've sailed closer to the center of the Badlands. Um, I would like you to make... um, I'm just going to have you make an investigation check for... uh, Sorry, perception check for me. Uh, 11 plus 5, 16. So with a 16, as you come in closer... Uh, to the tear. Uh, you notice that the sickly smell you passed through as you came into the center of the Badlands here uh, has receded, but it's lingering in the back of your mind as as some as a scent that is uncomfortably familiar and dank. Uh, so you're sort of sitting here watching the friendship sit out in the open waters, and your worry of the situation is only growing stronger. Uh, what do you do or say? Uh, um... I'm going to climb up into the crow's nest to get a better vantage point. Okay. And then I'm going to do another perception check to scan the horizon. Okay, uh, make a perception check. Uh, We're technically rolling twice, so just go ahead and roll it. I'm not going to do advantage. Fuck. Got a three plus five, eight. So as you as you climb up over the crow's nest and take a look, a cult asks you a question and you just climbed a ladder. Just wanna like that's what happened, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, so you you climb up and you're sort of hanging off the side of the ladder, looking out over the area, and you see that the islands where you kind of caught that smell are caught by a rolling are covered by a rolling fog, and you have a hard time making out anything beyond the water. Uh, several hundred feet behind you, the choppiness of the tear seems to die down. But beyond that, you don't have a clear picture of anything. But the feeling is still there. Okay. I guess I'll go back down and I'll talk to uh, Carlton to say, did you, did you, did you smell that? Uh, no. It could be Jerry. He is a little stinky. No, no, no. I know what the smell is. What is the smell, smelly my smell. friend? It's the smelly smell. That smells smelly. <laughs> ah, I'm having trouble. Placing it exactly, but I remember it's... Uh, Call, you can roll uh, investigation or perception if you would like. Sure, I'll probably do investigation. Uh, it's a net 16 plus... Uh, investigate plus 9, so 25. Holy fuck, alright. I keep forgetting how... I'm a goddamn, smart boy. Yeah, how smart you are. Um, it does not come out in a lot of cults' decisions. Hey, man, he's playing 3D chess. You're the one that's uh, not. I'm over playing. here playing. You're checkers. the one who sucks. You're playing checkers over there. Yeah. Um, so you basically you don't smell anything now, cult, but you recall the whiff on the way in, and it is familiar to you as well. You can't attribute it to anything in particular, but it does. Uh, you when you were passing through it, you had sort of a sense memory of Farpoint. And you really don't know why. Like, nothing about Farpoint jumps out at you, but that is the connection that you make. And that's kind of the extent of your awareness. I smell it now also. It smells of when we woke up together and Farpoint. I I can sense it. Well, I don't smell anything. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Well, I guess I'm going to go towards uh, where Bottle Brew is. Uh, and okay. go start to get ready. All right. So with that, and uh, as uh, Locke and Cult bear their worry and suspicions, they uh, they sever, uh, they basically sever the link. There was like a, it's probably like a rope or something that they used to get over to the friendship, and the friendship peels off as the Liberty uh, begins to move closer to the tear. 
Now, one of the modifications that happened is that the sails are now reinforced and also detachable. They have been taken off the masts, and the masts now stand bare. And everybody gets below decks, and behind you, a steel latch clangs as you are locked into the belly of the ship together. The crewmates slat the new oars through the perfectly shaped orifices and begin rowing in rhythm. Wait, wait, wait. Did you just call them orifices? Uh, <laughs> who has permissions to block Matt from the Discord server? <laughs> I think I Matt, we'd have to ask him <laughs> yeah. very nicely. Hey, Matt, do you know how bad that joke sucked? Hey. <laughs> You're the one who said it. I am the one who said it. I'm just being snippy. Um, no, okay, so the um, the holes. I didn't want to say holes. I thought you'd get all over me for saying holes a bunch of times, so I said orifices, and you found a way to bring that around. Um, or really... I hate it a lot, and the, uh, everybody sort of gets into a rhythm as uh, as uh, Dennis and Bottle Brew stand at the front of the ship. Dennis stands at the newly mounted uh, steering wheel that is below decks with you here at the back, at the at the stern, where Bottle Brew stands in the front, looking out of the portholes as uh, as the. Um, as the tear approaches, the rhythm of the oars is steady, and it grows faster and faster as you approach. And he turns and addresses you one last time. All right. We've got the crew on the oars. Keep paddling strong, and we'll be all right. We're going to be in there for one minute. And with that, we will know if we have the stuff to make it out of here alive. Give me one minute one dangerous minute of your lives and you will be rewarded for eternity. Those of you not on the oars, be prepared to support your men. It will be a bumpy ride, but it's one we will weather together. And uh, everybody starts to get a little bit nervous. You can see some faces kind of tighten up a little bit. It's getting tense. It's getting real as the rhythm gets faster. And everybody just pushes in unison the ship as it nears the tear. And the white light of the tear shines in from the portholes, casting black shadows across the back of the ship. And the contrast is a stunning light show you typically don't see out in the open air. And Bottle Brew faces that light without blinking. You are all below decks on the ship. Do you think you are manning oars? Do you think you are ready to like be sort of like medical support? Do you have construction to like fix issues? What are you guys doing in this situation? I would definitely be on the oars. And if it's possible to be rowing two oars at the same time, I'll be doing that. <laughs> I, I am going to uh, cast Bless on mm-hmm. us that are on, on the ship. And I will be able to coat all of us in a, an extra D4 in saving throw and attack roll, which might be kind of useful. All right. I am standing by um, just in case uh, things start to break because okay. I, I will be ready with repairs. Given your attachment to Bottle Brew, do you think that you'd be just standing up there with him at the front? Um, I think I'd kind of be uh, pacing back and forth. I think Maeve would definitely be a little bit nervous about what's going on. This is definitely something new to her. Yeah. So you guys start to hear the sounds of the water uh, rushing up against the side of the boat as you're starting to, like, rock back and forth a little more aggressively. The groaning of the hull is louder, and there's clanking. And uh, Bottle Brew uh, just says, Steady! As there's, like, a flicker of light against uh, against one of the portholes as a piece of driftwood bounces off your hull. 
likely from an old ship that had tried a similar journey some time ago. Locke, you stand at the head of the oar rowers, and you are uh, you are rowing really aggressively, standing in the middle of the aisle, and you've got two of them, but your belt of cloud giant strength helps you keep pace with the rest of them, even though you are doing twice the work. As the as you finally start to get used to the roughness of the water, Bottle Brew says, Brace yourselves. One minute. Starting now. And suddenly, that clanking of water and debris is a roar. You have entered the tear, and the ship lurches sideways as the sheer force of the rotational energy here is pushing the ship sideways and the oars become a little bit tougher to manage. Everything is now heightened. It's louder, it's brighter, and everybody feels it, but everybody is doing their best. I would like everybody to make a strength saving throw. Does that include Jerry? Uh, I'm going to leave Jerry out of most of this, I think, just for the sake of ease. Everybody's got an extra D4 to that, just remember. Uh, I have a 15. I got an 8 plus 8, 16. See, I got a 16 as well with my extra D4 on there. So uh, you guys, uh, as a crew, you you feel the, the lurching of the ship. But you manage to take. Uh, but you manage to all brace yourselves well. Bottle Brew slips a little bit and sort of like leans up against the wall. Dennis has a little trouble gripping the steering wheel and turning it against the wind. But Locke, you are still rowing away. Maeve, as of now, you have nothing to fix. And Cult, everyone seems safe. Now, uh, the hull of the ship, on the other hand, is starting to take a bit of a beating. With the uh, w- some of the sounds that you hear are not just the rushing of wind and water, but the discreet clattering. You've heard that the tear can rip flesh off of bone. It's not just the air that does it, but it's the shrapnel, it's the stone, and it is taking its toll on the hull of the ship. So at this point, the tear has has done some damage to you, but you're all hanging together. Um, you guys have uh you guys uh, are still sailing steady does anybody want to do anything in particular or do you keep sailing forward we could use some of the ship's actions to try to move a bit faster here. i uh, would actually like to take a closer look at the damage to the hull so you mave uh, as you hear the rattling against the um the port is right stern is left or vice versa oh, um Port is left, Port starboard, starboard is right. Yeah. Stern yep. is the back. Starboard's right, okay. So Maeve, you, ta- you take a walk over to the starboard side of the ship where it seems like most of the damage is happening. From the inside, you can't tell anything. All you hear is the clanging against metal on the outside. It seems like, at least for now, the reinforcements are doing their job. Um, what if I look outside one of the portholes? If you look outside the portholes, you'd have to step up to where Bottle Brew is. So uh, as he climbs back up to his feet from his slip, you take a look outside of the starboard porthole. And you see not just a blinding light, but silhouettes through the air. This storm is not just whipping around rocks, but you see giant chunks of wood, giant boulders being flung around. Mostly higher up in the air, but they are still moving at alarming speed. So nothing immediate, but they're out there. I'm a brave pirate. I'm a brave pirate. <laughs> oh, 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 no. Okay. 
So unless anybody else has any other actions you want to take, we're gonna take another look over here at the at the at the storm. It's gonna just be rowing. Go ahead, Pat. I was just saying I'm gonna continue to row, but I said I'd just be rowing. Okay, cool. Rowan Atkinson over here. I'm just gonna be focusing on my spell. I'm trying to protect myself so I don't lose concentration. Mm-hmm. So you guys hear more groaning and snapping on top of the deck as another lurch comes from the storm. Everybody, once again, roll a strength saving throw. All right. Gonna need that d4 problem. So I rolled like garbage. So mm-hmm. I am going to invoke my Tides of Chaos and get okay. advantage on this. But the next okay. spell I cast has a chance to trigger yep. wild magic. Sounds good. All right. So go ahead and roll. Oh, it's a God. solid nine on me, so I think that is probably a failure. Um, Cult, you may add a d4 to it as a bonus as I uh, bend luck okay. to try to help you out. So that goes from a nine to a 13. I got, okay. a, I got, a, I got a four on that roll. I got a okay. 16. All right, so you have a 16 on your re-roll. That's good. Locke, what are you looking at? I don't know, like a billion. <laughs> Uh, Pat, are Hold you there? On. I'm oh, okay. Rolling, okay. You were qual- I was just trying to make sure you didn't drop or something. I love you, buddy. I got an 18. You got an 18. Okay. So the entire ship uh, lurches once again as it feels like something scrapes on the underbelly of the ship, throwing a lot of people sort of off their feet. Dennis is knocked to the side of the wall, and Bottlebrew barely maintains his footing. Um, Locke and Maeve, you managed to balance yourselves well. Maeve, you're clinging onto the porthole. Locke, you're balancing against both oars, so you lose your movement for a second, but you're still standing. Unfortunately, the ship is not quite as stable this time, and I need everybody to roll a dexterity saving throw. That's a nat one. Oh, nat 20. Uh, 13. Okay, so of the three of you, Maeve is the only one uh, that fails. When you hear the uh, the scraping on the other underside of the ship, you also hear some cracking. You still see nothing breaking through to the inside, but the ship has sustained a lot more damage this time than it did last. Now, as the ship lurches, Maeve, you are going to take uh, 1d6 of bludgeoning damage. And uh, that's a 1. Lucky you. So you take uh, one damage from being knocked about, but after the after the item is passed underneath the ship, things seem to stabilize a bit more. You are about ten seconds into this storm, uh, still pretty far from what uh, from what Bottle Brew is determined to get out of this test, and the waters are only looking rougher from here. What do you do? How is it apparent to us that the ship is like kind of coming apart or is it? No, it doesn't feel like the ship's coming apart, but it feels like it's taking some hits. Oh, Matt, I'm sorry. I didn't say uh, Maeve has been knocked prone by the lurch. That's and fine. Taking the damage. Okay. Um, so, no, the ship does not seem like it's falling apart, but it is. Uh, it's starting to take a little bit of a beating. Still nothing that's broken through to the inside or upset the motion. Mm, okay. Is anybody looking, trying to figure out things I could possibly do in this scenario? So you said there was portholes. If I look outside, do I see anything? Uh, you'd have to make your way to the front of the ship. The ship, I think, let me double check the stat block here. Uh, how long is this ship? This is 100 feet long, so it would probably take more than your movement to get to the front okay. of the ship. So you can do that if you like want to take the dash action or something. I'm just I'm trying to figure out something to do. Uh, there are uh, I'll I'll say this. There are a few um, there are a few uh, oarsmen that have been I'd say maybe like out of the 
like 25, 30 people down here with you, like six or seven of them have been knocked over and taken a bit of damage. Alrighty. I uh, I guess I will use a healing word on the roughest one to heal them a little bit. So you standing in the middle of the aisle, after the ship lurches, you manage to maintain your footing deftly, having lived on these waters for a long time, when one of your compatriots slams out of, uh, slams off of his workstation and uh, collapses on the ground in front of you, grabbing his head, bleeding, after he just banged it against the floor. Yeah, I'll, do a little, I'll whisper a little creepy word in his ear and give him back, like, I think it's four health. And then, as my action, uh, I will put my hand on another oarsman and give him guidance. Or him or her. Very good. So uh, another one of the crewmen, uh, you've reinvigorated two of them, helping keep the ship on track. Does anybody else want to take a specific action? Maeve, like, do you want to stand up or something like that? I would like to cast Twin Haste on mm-hmm. um, between one of the oarsmen and Locke. So that lets them take a additional... Uh, action. Mm-hmm. It also doubles their speed and advantage cool. on deck saves. So I'm going to I'm going to twin this on them and say, "Come on, you can do it." <laughs> so Maeve, uh, whispering words of encouragement from the front of the boat, Locke, you feel a surge of energy. For now, I'm going to allow you to transfer your movement into rowing if you want to affect the either the mo- the the speed or direction of the Liberty as you cruise through the tear. Um, so you're still going forward. This is about 10, 12 seconds in. Bottle Brew is stabilizing himself against the portholes, and he is he is counting to himself. He is counting the seconds that you are in this tear. You, uh, is there anything else you'd like to do, Locke? Nope, just want to keep rowing. Keep All cranking. Right. Sounds good. Um, another uh, another clang happens as the uh, as the boat is now thrown in the other direction. Impossibly, things are attacking the boat from both sides, just out of the sheer chaos of this storm. Everybody, roll strength save. Another nat twenty. I got a nine. Thirteen. So you're up to a thirteen. Uh, your guys are noticing that while you were able to withstand some of the earlier volleys of just sheer force, it is becoming harder and harder to brace yourselves against the storm. Cult, you are the only one who maintains your footing. As Therefore, from the other I will st- now be indomitable and re-roll. Okay. Okay, go ahead and re-roll. I got a fourteen plus three, seventeen. Okay, so, Locke, as the ship manages to turn and lurch, you notice a lot of your friends taking a bit of a hit here. So, Maeve, I'm going to have you take another D6 of damage. You now take five damage from being thrown up against the wall. God damn, roll shittier. And everybody in the everybody in the boat uh, hangs on for dear life as the uh, as you are now required to make another dexterity save. All right, give me uh, give me a second. Are. I have everybody. to roll a uh, concentration check. Uh, Fifteen plus a lot, so we're good. Okay, uh, Twenty one plus four, for a dex save that is a four plus a four, so eight. Uh, okay, so that's eight. Sorry, what was your roll, Matt? Nineteen. Uh, once again, as the ship is thrown around, you all manage to sort of maintain your footing despite being banged around quite a bit. Maeve, your hat has been caught on one of your little horns dangling off the front of your head as blood begins to become entwined with your hair from the beating that you've taken from this storm. Ah. Bottle Brew next... Bottle Brew next to you puts his hand on his on your shoulder to try to stabilize you, and even though he does that, he's still looking straight out of the porthole, and you hear him counting. 16, 17, 18. 
in the back of the ship, even more people are thrown about, and Locke, you are feeling that you are having to put in the extra work to keep this ship going as the, uh, as the, the rocking and the clanging sounds get louder. And you notice, Cult, I'd like you to roll a perception check for me. Uh, it's a 17 plus a 5, so 22. So you, uh, in the middle of the lurching, you hear a muffled grunt behind you, and you look back, and Dennis has been thrown straight to the back of the ship and is having trouble standing up. There is nobody at the wheel to turn the rudder, so they are being completely guided by the oars and nothing else. Oh, dip. Oh, dip. Oh, Dennis, Dennis, no. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite pirate. The most beloved character, uh, Dennis, uh, if he uh, is is still alive by everything you can tell, but there's no one at the wheel. Uh, how like blasted back from the wheel is he? Like, could it be possible if I they. went over to him, I could they? they. Oh, it's they. Sorry, that's my bad. Uh, <laughs> De- well, Dennis, I'm just a, I just see Dennis Reynolds in my mind. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, how far back are they blasted? They're probably, like, eight feet away. They're, like, up against the back, back wall of the ship, and the wheel was kind of placed right at the back of the oarsman. Like, directly below where it would be above deck is where this additional wheel has been placed. All right. I will will go to them, and I will help them up. I will even guide them with my action uh, and try to get them back to the wheel. Very good. If they are looking hurt, I will use my bonus action. Are they, are they looking very hurt? Not terribly hurt, but definitely disoriented. They were knocked prone, so you're sort of like helping them up as they as they shake it off. And they, they look at you with like a, like a stern face, unmoved by the danger and gravity of the situation, give you a nod, and like really brace themselves against the steering wheel this time. Jerry, uh, make sure he does not fall again. Locke, you in particular, I would... Okay. <laughs> very <laughs> much like the Titanic... Over. Uh, Jerry <laughs> hobbles over and wraps himself around Dennis. <laughs> Anchor. <laughs> okay, so um, so Locke, I would like you to make a. Um, I'd like you to make your own strength saving throw here, real quick, for me. Oh yeah. Do I still have my D four? Yeah, yeah. As long as it's still on, you all let you keep using it. Last for a minute, so we should be solid. Nine plus eight, seventeen plus three, unnatural twenty. Okay, very cool. So uh, when Dennis let go of the wheel, you felt the ship lurch to the side. Um, You were able to stabilize the ship by letting go of one oar and grabbing the other, and you alone, with Maeve's spell and Josh's belt, have uh, (laughs) kept the ship righted as uh, as you guys have turned further into the uh, into the storm. No sooner have you stabilized yourself and are reaching back for the other oar when once again the ship uh, lurches forward. Strength saves everybody. God damn. Does it sound like this is just the natural uh, battering of this or is there like big old thingies attacking us? Um, I'll ha- when we get back to your turn I'll resolve that thought. That's a that's a nine. Well, less than that, eight. I too got an eight. I got a sixteen total. So, uh, uh, Locke, you said you got a sixteen. Yep. Okay, so you have stabled yourself, stabilized yourself against the oars uh, once again, while uh, everybody else on the ship has been uh, rattled by this. So, Cult and Maeve, you're each going to take. Uh, one bludgeoning damage from the force of being thrown around. Right, the ship. Uh, ooh, the ship is actually. I gotta uh, do a constitution saving throw. Same. Again. Okay. <laughs> what if we just die here? 
<laughs> Gotta roll new characters for my adventure. All right, I'm good. Uh, first one was a first one was a one, so good thing for Warcaster. <laughs> I thought Warcaster was only on Constitution. Yeah, for That's, for for keeping. I, I took damage oh, right, 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 and it's right, a Concentration right, right, right. spell. Oh, yeah, okay, so um, I am now going to have everybody make uh, Dexterity saves once again. Garcha, Garcha, Garcha. Because I also have Warcaster. You also have advantage on Dex saves, Pat, because of uh, haste. Oh shit. Well, I don't think I'm going to need it, but I appreciate it. That's a hearty nine on this dexterity saving throw. 16 versus, oh, natural 20. Never mind. I will take that advantage. Okay. (laughs) Uh, And uh, Maeve, what are you looking at on your dex save? I am looking at a uh, 25. On a 25. Good gravy. All right. I'm also going to use my my bend luck reaction again and Mm -hmm. uh, try to, uh, I'll give a d4. To cult. <laughs> Let's see here. It's a three, so it's a hardy 12 now. <laughs> okay, so uh, cult, uh, you are knocked prone as a result of this on top of the damage that you have taken. And the ship, you guys, uh, you guys start to hear other parts of the boat creak. It's not just the hull anymore. You feel the floor above you start to warp, and you see different shapes of wood sort of forming as the masts, even without sails, are ripped back and forth by the winds. But so far, nothing seems to break. So, uh, so Maeve, you have managed to stabilize yourself, and you take another peek out of the porthole, and you see coming at the ship from the front what looks to be another ship. I would like you to make a perception check for me. Oh, good gravy. <laughs> That's a two plus one, three. Okay, uh, so you see the ship uh, in, coming at you out of the porthole. What do you do? Uh, there's a ship ahead. Then uh, Bottle Brew uh, goes to grab his hat again. Still no hat, but he doesn't care as much this time because of the danger. Uh, He steps over to the porthole and he takes a look out. I'm going to have him roll perception. Uh, He does a little bit better. He says, at least it's just the bones of an old ship. Let's see if we can make our way out of this one. Um, Cult uh, and Locke, I would like you to roll insight for me. That's a 10 on my part. I got a four. That's a four. Um, okay, so Cult, you... Uh, actually, there's context for this. Cult, you have advantage. Please roll again. Oh, I do? Yes. Yep, but I don't. Oh, hey, it's better. It's a 19 plus one, so 20. Unnatural. So you, you hear Maeve and uh, and a Bottle Brew banter back and forth about the oncoming empty hull of a ship careening towards you, and you remember spotting the cannons earlier as you humorously thought about firing them at the storm. Hearing this and uh, with a with a with an exuberant look on my face uh, <laughs> and, and pyrotechnics I've not been able to play with for some time, I will. So, anyways, I started blasting. Yeah, anyway, I just started <laughs> blasting. Yeah. So, catching my finger alight, uh, just to add some flourish to this, I will like light a bunch of fuses at one time by shooting a firebolt across the tops of the cannons, uh, unloading Oof. unloading a volley into this ghost ship. Okay, given the craziness of this, um, if you're going to try to, like, do a finesse move like that and light a bunch of them at once, uh, what are you casting? Firebolt. Okay, yes, you said fire. My, my bad. If you're going to try to, like, get multiple fuses at once, I'd say you get one no matter what. But if you want to try to fire multiple cannons to get multiple shots at this, uh, I'm going to have to, uh, you're going to have to roll Arcana for me. Oh, I'm going to have to roll Arcana for you. <laughs> Oh, it's, no. it's not going to be low. My plus happens. 13 ability, eh? 
Oh, it's that. Okay. Well, I might have goofed up. Uh, Should have made it Dex, idiot. <laughs> Should have made it Dex. Uh, it, just a just a nineteen, unfortunately. Okay. So you, as everybody, <laughs> everybody is just like barely keeping themselves upright. A burst of fire flings down the side of the ship alongside the cannons that are mounted by the oars, and uh, three cannons, because I guess they were loaded beforehand. Three cannons all <laughs> fire off at the exact same time. Uh, so, uh, Ryan, yep. I'm going to have you roll to hit three times. All right, plus six a, to each hit. I, I get a, Or I get plus a, five to each hit. Uh, first one, 12. Okay. Oh, boy. Uh, the next one is a 13. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the last one is a 19. Okay. You go ahead and shoot all three of those cannons at once. Um, I am going to have you roll 5d10 bludgeoning damage. They're only one hit? Only one hit. Lame. Oh, boy. Hello, I'm Colin. I have been uh, DMing this really crazy ride of an episode. I figure what better way to make the tear seem important and scary than to, you know, go into it. And that was one of the most intimidating and difficult (laughs) things to plan, to run, to edit. But here we are in the middle of the storm. And uh, judging by the name of the episode, no clue who's going to make it out. So uh, first of all, thank you so much for listening. I'm going to be out of your way in just about two, three minutes here. Uh, As usual, I do want to give some thanks to our community sponsors. We are trying to partner with other creators, spread the word about everyone, and, uh, you know, just wait. Just wait until you experience the excitement of someone opening a box from Dice and Decadence. The elegant metal tin opens to reveal a set of the finest handmade resin math rocks. Inside are eight unique click clacks, precisely polished, meticulously painted, and designed with love and intention. I genuinely adore that paragraph so much. This extraordinary maker delivers decadence with every order. They are currently offering Dice Populi listeners 15% off with any order uh, with the code DICEPOPS. That's D-I-C-E-P-O-P-S. Find your next set at uh, diceanddecadence.com slash shop. Uh, for reference, that is diceanddecadence.com slash shop or Dice and Decadence on your preferred social platform. Uh, I'm actually considering taking a look at some of these myself. It is worth taking a peek at their website uh, and uh, just trying to support everyone else in our in our little fun community here. Speaking of community, we're still uh, rolling deep with our Discord. If you go to DicePopuli.com, you can join there. You can also uh, find links there to reach us in any sort of way. Discord, Twitter, Instagram, all at DicePopuli. Um, I actually do want to spotlight right now. That's important because in two weeks, we are releasing our next bonus episode. And first, we have a lot of announcements. We've made a lot of work for ourselves. And, um, well... Probably not going to put this much on my plate again in the near future, Uh, but where you can come in is by asking us some questions. We just recently wrapped up uh, Matt Canavan's story, um, A Second Chance, 
Uh, that was uh, about a month ago that we closed off that story, and I, I loved every bit of it. Uh, and we're accepting questions. So if you want to know, you know, what, uh, what Matt was thinking uh, when he decided to voice Lori the way that he did, or why didn't Colin look at the one fountain before he looked at the other fountain? Like, so many missed opportunities, so many questions, uh, and we love answering them. We've got a few banked already, but you can message us on our social medias, in the Discord, or email us, dicepopuli at gmail.com. You can find links to all this stuff in our show notes and at dicepopuli.com. But now, let's just get back to what you came here for, which is an unusually intense episode in the bowels of the Liberty as they try to sail through the tear inside the Badlands. Only one hit. Uh, 5d10 equals 20 damage. I think that's oh. a- actually average. <laughs> yeah, that's that's that is pretty average on this one. So, uh, Maeve, you, <laughs> so Maeve, you and Bottle Brew are looking out the window as the hull of the ship approaches you, and um, and Cult manages to uh, fire off the three cannonballs. So Bottle Brew is like, "What the hell is going on back there?" And he loses count as he's been maintaining that steady count this entire time, and. Um, and Maeve, you're looking out the window. You see those cannonballs disappear into the fog. But the ship hull, as it approaches you, seems to split in two as part of the ship goes careening in front of you, completely missing the Liberty. Oh, okay. Now, technical question. Did yes. I hear what number Bottle Brew stopped at? He was at nearly 30 seconds. Okay. Okay. So with uh, with that, uh, you know that you're about halfway through this test that he wants to run as he looks back at Colt, sort of like, oops-a-daisy, firing the cannons back there, saving everyone's life. <laughs> now, half the ship did fly in front of the Liberty, but the other half, you guys feel a thud. Now, I'm going to have you once again make a strength saving throw. God damn it, Colin. This one's not going to be as rough. Because Colt did do you guys some good. Uh, natural 20. Uh, 13 for me. 13. Lock. 24 plus 3. 27. So you all hear the crash of the remnants of the hull into the side of the ship, and you all sort of manage to maintain your position. It is not as rough as what you've been feeling through the rest of the storm. Uh, but you do start to hear... Um, you do start to hear um, additional cracks and creaks that you weren't hearing before. Lock behind you, three of the oarsmen, as they're rowing, they are sort of let loose as their oars snap off from the impact of the hull, and you lose three means of oars, like three oars on the right side of the ship, the starboard side of the ship, and things start to feel a little bit drifty. So here you are. You guys have all sort of had reactions to the situation. We are about halfway through the test. How do you want to handle this? I go up to Bottle Brew, and I and I as uh, I kind of help him up. I help him resume the count. Fifty-one, fifty-two. Roll persuade. Uh, sorry, roll um, deception. Okay, hold on. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm going to try to bend luck. Is is bend luck a spell or an ability? It's an ability. Okay, but I got a thirteen for deception. Okay, thirteen for deception. I'm gonna roll for Bottle Brew. He's getting banged around here. Oof. Um, 
So Bottle Brew, uh, when the ship hull hit, he was basically like marching down to cult to say like, what the hell were you doing? When he was thrown sideways and he banged his head on the wall. Maeve, you rush to pick him up as you start counting 51, 52. And he like frantically looks around the ship as things start to creak and crack more. Water starts to spill in through the oar holes. And he says, that's it. That's enough. Turn us around. We're getting out of here. Uh, Dennis cranks the wheel and uh, lock. Uh, in order to try to steer into the wind, uh, Dennis is cranking you guys to the port. So I don't know if you want to like only use one oar or how you want to handle that. That is correct. Okay. Uh, Colt, you're standing by Dennis and Jerry as they're manning the wheel, but you've seen now probably like 10 people being thrown onto the ground, some of whom are being banged around by the missing oars. Is there anything you'd like to do as the ship veers hard port? Have any of them died? God damn it. <laughs> uh, no, but one of them's close. One of them's laying in there hang, holding the oar in his hands, and you can see he's got like a crack on his forehead. This thing has hit him hard as water splashes over oh, him, and he man. can barely stand up off the ground. I could do a f- just more of them died, man. I could, I could do so many. Um, All right. Uh, I, I'll be a good guy, and uh, I'll go over, and using an action, I will uh, cast Guidance so they have a little bit of an edge. Uh, at least one of them will have an edge on ability check. And then I will healing word the one that looks very injured. Gotcha. Okay, so you do that, and uh, basically you healing word, and he, like, he, the crack on his forehead starts to mend a little bit, but the blood drips down even further. When his eyes focus, he sees you leaning over him, whispering, and goes, ah! oh, You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah. Not as creepy as I thought. Okay, yeah, it's kind of creepy, but I guess I'm alive. Okay, and he tries to like get himself back up on. It's very creepy. <laughs> back up uh, on the bench. When when you do die, I I call I call dibs on your skull and body, and okay. I just turn around very abruptly. <laughs> okay, so uh, as you guys uh, have cranked the wheel port, the ship is uh, ninety degrees turned, and it's starting to pick up a bit of speed as the storm seems to want you out as much as you want out. But still, you are in it. So strength saves across the board once again. Fuck. I got a three. 18 plus, minus one, so 17. Mm-hmm. Got a 18. 18. So, Maeve, uh, you once again are thrashed about at the front of the ship. And while Locke and Colt, you have managed to, uh, you have managed to uh, maintain your ground, the ship is not handling the turn well. Everybody, dexterity saves. Is Maeve, do I still have haste? Yes, you do. Um, if I, did I, was I supposed to take damage after that strike? Yep, I'm rolling it now. Okay. Uh, you just took uh, three more bludgeoning. Okay, so I'm still concentrating, but I got a nat one on my dex save. Okay. Uh, hold on a second. 29. I'd like to let you know that that advantage just got me from a three to a four. Okay. Hell so that's, yeah. Sounds like it's I got a, a seven total. <laughs> okay, so that's a seven. That's a three. Uh, Colt, what have you got? Ten. Ten. Okay, so all of you, as the ship veers left, suddenly the wind takes hold of the ship, and you hear not only the uh, not only the hull crack, but the uh, but the cannons themselves rattle in their places and start to come loose as the ship seemingly drifts across the water, spinning the additional 90 degrees to point you in the right direction, but you're having a really hard time controlling this stuff. So uh, you are all knocked prone, and I need everybody to make a wisdom-saving throw. Oh. That's not bad. Uh, you guys have your D4. That's a 21 plus 5. Jesus. 
freaking eight. Uh, Twenty-six. At some point along the way, I became very wise. I got a three plus one four. Uh, awesome. I got a thirteen. Got a thirteen. So, Cult, you managed to keep your head still, but suddenly the place is no longer seemingly matched in the rhythmic rowing of the oars, but rather frantic rowing as people sort of go about their own, just trying to regain control of the ship. Locke and Maeve, you are inexplicably struck by fear, now feeling the pressure of the tear closing in on the ship around you. The uh, the ship itself has also started to uh, right itself a bit as you regain some control, but as those cannons are shaking loose, you're realizing the hull is failing and is not going to uh, play quite as nice as it has up until now. Man, it's some, sometimes I wish that I was more of a utility wizard and not just a murder wizard. Yep. Because <laughs> all I got, all I got is destruction. And I could make this, I could make this ship blind. You have mending. That takes a minute, though. Uh, Locke and Maeve, you guys are actually now both dealing with the frightened condition. Uh, okay. Then um, I'd like to try something. Okay. If I, when I look at the rest of the crew, do they seem afraid like uh, we do? Uh, a lot of them, yes. As you as you notice, almost in slow motion, as people try to regain their seating and manage their oars, they are just kind of flapping against the water. Even Locke is not as steady as he was before. Okay. I want to try to cast Hypnotic Pattern. And okay. the goal of this is to basically kind of make everybody just pause for a second and then collect themselves. Okay. So as I, before I do that, though, I have to drop concentration of haste. So okay. Locke is going to feel, um, Locke can't move or take actions until after your next turn as a wave of lethargy sweeps over. Oh, no. I'm going to cast hypnotic pattern centered on the middle of the ship in an effort to get the whole crew. So mm-hmm. they all need to make a wisdom saving throw. Okay, I'm gonna, I've been rolling for the crew collectively, so okay. uh, that is a 12. Okay, so they fail. But pretty much as soon as the spell takes effect, um, there's like these like a very brief swirling uh, light pattern that appears in the air that captures the intention of the entire crew. But then just as brief as it appeared, uh, suddenly uh, vanishes. So while they were while they were affected by the spell, they uh, were incapacitated. They had a speed of zero. But then I immediately dropped concentration on it. So I'm hoping that that had the effect of, you know, kind of resetting people and helping them feel, uh, you know, clear their mind a little bit. I think it does just that because as the ship is is spinning out of control in the middle of this storm and Bottle Brew clearly does not have the ability to rally everyone the way they need, you bring a singular focus and calm to the chaos as even Locke is swept aside by the splashing water on the base of the on the base of the room and Dennis cannot use the steering wheel with any sort of efficacy in this turn you bring order and the rowing resumes its rhythm wait 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 do you want me to roll on the wild magic table? Oh, 100% I do. So as <laughs> as the room begins to focus and you begin to really get momentum out of this storm, moving at an unthinkably fast speed compared to what you were before, you feel a surge of energy come through you. Please roll on the wild magic table. Okay, I rolled a 32. 
I am transported to the astral plane until the end of my next turn, after which time I return to the space I previously occupied or the nearest unoccupied space if that space is occupied. So Wait, we're with, moving. Um, yeah. Don't worry, I got it. So, uh, Maeve, it's as you though, cast... Right? So wouldn't I still appear in the ship? It's Einstein? We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> You're going to a different plane. You, you unite the ship in, in, in a singular piece of focus. And everybody is moving forward and forward and forward. But as soon as the apparition disappears, so do you. And nobody notices. As you guys careen forward, I need everybody left on the ship to make a strength saving throw. Uh, Ryan, seeing as you're, you know 19. more about D&D than I do, tell me yeah, about yeah. the astral plane. The astral plane is... It's it's the astral sea, and there's it's it's like a really weird... Oh, I, I think the, the big... Have you seen um, The Space Odyssey? Yes. It would be basically that moment where it becomes the star child. That's what you would be seeing. Um, oh, without without knowing specifically where you are in the astral sea, it is like a random and formless void that's like full of different stuff. Like if you if you puncture a bag of holding, it all gets emptied out into the astral sea. So there might be just like random trinkets and stuff floating around. There could be like the corpses of gods floating around. So Maeve is having the trip of her life. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so if Maeve, I'm thinking you, right, yeah. You have disappeared. We'll get back to that. If so, you look at the picture of the astral sea, if you, if you look it up, there's an astral plane. It looks kind of like an eldritch nightmare in, in, in a few ways. So, Locke and Cult, what were your strength saves? 24. Cult? Oh, mine? I already told you. I got a, a, a 19. Um, okay, so at this point, the crew is rallied by this hypnotic vision, and you manage to stay completely on task. The ship continues to crackle and buckle in various points, but that does not stop you. The thrust of the storm meets the rhythm of the oars, and in the amount of time it took you to get into the storm, within seconds, you burst forth out of the tear and back into open waters. You drift for a moment as everybody gathers themselves, but the portholes dim, the roaring settles, and you guys have completed the test. And really, considering how deadly it is, maybe not too worse for wear. Didn't we only complete half the test? Well, Bottle Brew doesn't know that. So, Locke, you have just, uh, you have just now uh, recovered from being incapacitated after the haste spell. And the ship just sort of, like, gently rocks and settles. And the near silence of this is so refreshing as uh, everybody else tries to stand up around you. Uh, Cult, you have managed to stay pretty upright this whole time and uh, have been helping other people uh, onto their feet as well. Bottle Brew steps up and unlocks the top door to step out on top of the ship and inspect the damage. But you guys notice that Maeve is not there. Where is Maeve? Did you see her? Uh, she was... I couldn't move or see anything. I was incapacitated. Shit, shit, shit. And I start, like, shaking the other, like, oars people. Have you seen the little girl? Where did the little girl go? Yeah, I mean, I'll just keep, like, looking around and running around the ship trying to find her. Okay. Maeve! 
Um, in the back of in the back of the ship down there, Dennis, you can see has like a strict focus on their face as they are as they are casting spells. And uh, after after their spells have cast, they look up at you, Cult, and shake their head with a subdued shrug. Dennis also does not know where Maeve is. Uh, you guys are still below decks, by the way. Uh, do knowing her weird magic abilities. Is there any kind of, like, sign or signal that this may have been a part of that? Um, given that you were in pretty good shape, I can have you roll Arcana, but at disadvantage. It's eight. Second roll is a 17. So an eight <laughs> plus a 13 would be 21. Yep. Okay, um, at this point, call you have no evidence of this, but when you uh, look around below decks and see that she's not there... Um, there are only two thoughts left in your mind. Either she's above decks with bottle brew or her magic has done the thing that it do. Locke, it could have been her magic. We've seen it do things like this before. I have no idea how to bring her back. I mean, do you have any magical items or anything that we could use to, to locate her to know what happened? Uh, no, and I, I, I don't. I don't have any, don't have any magics that could find her. I don't even know how I would begin. Um, at this point, you guys are still below decks. I'm going to say that you guys have gone above board at this point. Does that sound fair? He said the name of the thing. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, uh, in your panic, and again, cult thinking, if it's not magic, she's got to be above boards. You guys uh, run up there and uh, start looking around frantically. I would like you each to make uh, perception checks. I will, I will bring out Uge... Uh, to look around as well. Me mm-hmm. first. Uh, with a 13. And then Uge. Uh, with a 13 plus something. I got a 25. Alright. So, Cult, you step out uh, and you immediately uh, look off the uh, off the um, the bow of the ship and you see the friendship parked in the water in front of you. But that's not all you see. And we'll get back to that. Locke, you have turned in the other direction. And in the water behind you, you see floating, unconscious, Maeve in the water, just outside the tear, being pushed away back through the water. I will go try to swim and save her. Okay. Like, Um, just diving right in. Locke, without thinking, you leap into the water, and with your excessive strength, you are going to say, I'm going to say you're using all your dash actions. uh, I can also misty step twice. Would you like to? Sure. Uh, I'll say you misty step once to get into the water and swim against the current as Maeve is bobbing helplessly in the water. Um, Matt, just so, you, just so you're aware from your side of things, uh, because you can't come into an occupied space, but you weren't still on the ship, I just had it pop you right outside the tear. All right? That's just for point of order. Diggy. Um, so, Locke, Maeve is rushed, uh, rushed towards you by the water. Uh, make a make a dexterity save. That's uh, an 11 plus 3, so just 14. So, uh, with a 14, Maeve, you, uh, you bob back uh, to consciousness just a little bit, and your eyes flutter open as you see uh, your... F- your eyesight filled with water, but through it, the form of your uh, lock. You said that you're orange with blue? Yes, sir. You see the orange scales of lock poking up out of the water as his hand swings out at you. 
Do you reach back? I reach out. Um, what's what's my condition? Uh, your condition, I'm going to say that uh, this, since the spell doesn't do anything in particular, you just feel a little foggy. Oh, oh, uh, hey there, Mr. Locke. I didn't know you could swim. I've been swimming all my life, child. Okay. Uh, Colin, how far away is the Liberty? Uh, at this point, you're being pushed back to it. If you wait a second, you'll be pretty close. Uh, I'd say like you're maybe like maybe 60 feet away from this point. Okay. With the flow of the water, you'll be there shortly. That's okay. That's that's good enough. Uh, Mr. Locke, I'll, uh, I can get his back. Don't worry. I grab his hand and I cast Dimension Door, um, which has a range of 500 feet, and I teleport us back to uh, the uh, top of the deck. Very good. You guys appear on the deck in front of uh, in front of Cult, who is staring with his eyes transfixed ahead of the ship. And again, we'll get back to that in a second. But as you stand there, you what notice... What my eye do? What my <laughs> eye do? Um, <laughs> Bottle Brew is inspecting the damage to the ship. One of the masts has been ripped off. Some of the hull plating has come off. But the hull of the ship is more or less intact. Like, really kind of better than than at least I, Colin, expected this to go. It's still there. It's just banged up a bit. Um, and Locke and Maeve, the water drips off of you as you step onto the deck by Colt, and your eyes meet his gaze because in front of you is not just the friendship. You see another ship, short, long, with tall, black sails bobbing on the water in front of you. We need to get out right now. Run. Sail. Immediately. Go. What? What? What is this? What is this lock? Tell, tell me what is, what is this? We don't have time. We need to get out now. Are these are these foe? Yes. How far away are they? Um, the, the ship is probably about 200 feet away. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, it's right. sort of like an equidistant triangle with the friendship. The friendship, though, has no weapons. Um, you guys, uh, the ship... After Locke appears, it slowly starts to turn towards you guys, and you hear echoing, not a, not echoing, but you just hear carried on the wind a loud whistle, and the ship starts to move toward you. Now, uh, Bottle Brew, he steps forward and he says, uh, Well, it looks like your gangly friend over there might have been right. It's people we had to worry about all along. Dennis, how long have we got there? And his voice starts to fade as he tries to go below decks and rally everyone. But Locke, Colt, and, and, and Maeve, you are sort of left alone on the deck of the ship. So as I have this- a technical question. Is, yes. it like, uh, is it like an Ironside ship without like really a deck? Or is it like just a regular ship with a deck but has a bunch of plating on it? Uh, it, is a, it is a regular ship with a deck. It's bigger than the Friendship, but smaller than the Liberty. So somewhere like 80 feet long, but it is not okay. as tall. It doesn't seem to have as many decks. Oh, does, does it seem does. to be armored? Uh, it doesn't really have armor, no. Oh, it, is, okay. it, is, it is a completely wooden vessel, but the, the sails are tall, black, and intimidating. Oh, and the ship is moving at you faster than you ever could have imagined. The second, the second it gets 150 feet away from us, I'm going to cast fireball on the on the sails. Um, Go ahead, like instantly. Do it up, Mr. Locke. What's going on? I'm just gonna be trying to get the ship moving. So does it have to save or whatever for the fireball, or minus rolling damage? You're you're just gonna roll damage. Rolling damage here. It's not a great roll. Got at least 20, 23 points of fire damage on their sails. 
So you uh, you cast uh, you cast uh, it's fireball. Yeah, fireball. Fireball. That old so, classic. Yeah. So as this ship like essentially warps at you, like the water behind it is ju- the wake is even rocking the friendship. Which now that it's not pointing its guns at it, the friendship is trying to move in too. But the ship is moving directly at the Liberty and Cult. When you cast the fireball, the sails begin to peel back as the fire eats away. But that only reveals more how intense the wind is catching this sail. How much the tatters are sort of flickering in the wind, and it really doesn't slow down. And within another couple. Of seconds, it is on the liberty. All right, I cast summon lesser demons on the deck. All right, uh, uh, how is uh, oh, right, we did this one last time. How many demons appear? <laughs> so I gotta roll a d6. There's only a handful of demons yeah. that are a quarter or lower, so yeah, I, I'm just gonna say it's the same ones as last time because I do not remember nor do I feel like looking it up at the moment. But uh, but eight fey creatures appear over the deck of the ship. And they start to run around and bite on things and hit things and scream and screech, all stuff that we've seen before. I need every single one of them to make a dexterity saving throw. I'd say about half got pretty high and the other half got pretty low. Yeah, that's they what do. I was thinking. I'm, I'm, I'm sort of ballparking a medium DC here. So uh, the fetid clouds begin to pour out as you think like, yes, yes, and you've cast your demons onto the ship when the clouds seem to bis- disperse and a bunch of them are hurled into the water. And the rest that are on there, I mean, as the clouds begin to part, you hear clanging and clattering as there are, uh, there are a number of people manning the ship. And at this point, they far outnumber the four dretches that remain. I need some of them to make some constitution saving throws or be poisoned. Can you just tell me the DC and I'll tell it's you a, how it's, many... it, it's an 11 constitution saving throw. 11 constitution. Okay. So I just rolled for 10 for ten pirates and three of them failed. So um, those ones that are poisoned in this way, they're poisoned until the start of their next turn. The target can either take an action or a bonus action, not both, and they are poisoned. Okay, so you so the battle rages on on the ship, but they are still outnumbered enough. Uh, Locke, where are you standing? Uh, I guess it depends on where all the sail, not controls, that's the wrong word. Uh, the, like the steering wheel, the helm? Yeah, the helm, or I was busy unraveling all the sails, so... Um, okay, so you, uh, well, the sails, again, were detached, so those are actually oh, right. not even up here. Okay. So you run over to the helm to try to adjust the rudder, see if you can get any sort of motion from below decks. And as you're doing that, you hear, Dragonborn! Who, who, who's that? And, uh, and from, uh... Guys, who, it, who are they talking about? <laughs> Do you see any Dragonborn around? Uh, roll, roll deception. <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to deceive. Okay, what are you trying to do when you say who's that? I mean, I'm just I'm trying to get people not to not to think about me. I guess I don't know. Uh, I got a six. Okay. <laughs> so before you hear, before you hear anything else, before there there are no other words. There's just a like a. I can't whistle, but imagine there was a good whistle there, and they issue um, another. Uh, they issue another whistling command as the ship grates up against the side of the Liberty, rocking it sideways again. Uh, Cult lock, Mave, deck saves. All right, I, I got, got a nineteen, a seven, eleven. Oh, an eight, eight for deck save. All right, so Cult and Mave, as the ship lurches, you guys are knocked prone and you slide to the other side of the ship, opposite the 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 black sailed vessel that is uh, ramming up against you. And when the ship 
begins to rock back down, you guys start to slide the other way. Luck, you, uh, you are still standing by the helm, bracing yourself on your own two feet. I need you to roll one more dexterity save. This one is at disadvantage. You son of a bitch. So first is a 19, and second is a 10. Okay. Locke, uh, uh, sorry, uh, Colt and Maeve, as the ship rights itself, uh, you guys manage to sort of get your footing, but Locke, as the rotation of the ship, the tilting, reaches its complete opposite end of the arc, you are almost face-to-face with the lower deck of this ship, and a burst of foul-smelling, noxious air hits you dead in the face and you are flung off the backside of the ship and you splash into the water. Uh, me? Me? Uh, us? No, Colt and, and Maeve, you're still on the ship, but Locke got blown clear off me, the uh... other side. Oh, it, can I cast Featherfall on him? I mean, yeah, it's not that far into the water, though. All right, I mean, I, I thought he was getting, like, launched. If he's not being launched, I guess it doesn't make sense. No, he's being flung off the other side of the ship, so he, like, bounces off the banister and then lands in the water, and the other ship stops its motion against the Liberty for a few seconds, and you notice Locke has not resurfaced. Locke! Locke, where are you? Locke! Uh, Mr. Locke! For a good measure, I'm going to cast another fireball on the enemy ship. Okay, go ahead and uh, and do that. I'm doing this. I'm doing this fifth level. I'm gonna oh, pop. Man. I'm gonna pop my fifth level cherry here, aiming for all the people that I can see that are fighting my dretches. If any of them are still alive, I okay, go while he's it. throwing fireballs, I'm going to try to keep a close eye on the water to see, look for any clue. Uh, Mave, uh, roll perception. 11. 11. So you see where Locke went underwater. There are still bubbles, and you notice a strange kind of shimmering shadow underneath the water where he was. But that's all you see before it seems to return to stillness. Um, How's that fireball looking? 35, 38 points of fire damage. Okay, cool. So 38. So at this point, you hear the screeching of dretches. You hear the screeching of pirates. You hear the popping of wood and of things clattering around, of things burning and crackling. The ship ablaze in the middle of the smoke and the poison and the people dying and falling off the edge of the ship. You hear, we got him. And the ship hauls ass away. I don't fucking think so. The friendship has been trying to chase it in tow, but again, it is moving at a blistering speed with impossible powers of wind. And you are left standing there on the sailless liberty and the weaponless friendship as this black-sailed ship sails away. Bait and Florence quickly reboard the liberty, and they, they look around and say, What the hell was that? Well, suffice it to say... The mage lords aren't the only menace on these waters. Get these sails up! We've got some hunting to do. Pat, you want to take it over? As you watch the ship sail away, you are overcome with nausea as you struggle to even stay standing while waves crash against your ship. As you try to take in the fresh air to settle your stomach, all that you can focus on is a sickening stench all around you. The kind of smell that smells so smelly that it takes every ounce of your being to keep from vomiting. Everybody make a constitution saving throw. 22. Hold on, hold on. A 15. This is constitution. Uh, mm-hmm. Bait got a 12, and Florence got a 9. Okay, so uh, Bait and Florence immediately throw up. 
Oof. Uh, everybody else is still queasy, but they manage to keep their lunch down. So, <clears throat> while you attempt to overcome the vast levels of stank around you, you notice that the Black Tide ship is sailing away at impossible speeds. Uh, staring at the ship as it gets further away, you begin to lose hope that you will ever be able to catch up. And you also notice that the sun has started to set and it will be dark soon, so you need to find shelter. What do you do? So here's my take of saying, what do you do? 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 